Let them eat cake with me, Lady Red Velvet. She's no lady. She's, she's a, a beast. beast. She is a beast and she's joined with two Eurovision beasts. <laughs> I have with me Ivana and Sam from Laugh Laugh Please Please podcast. Welcome. Thank you Thank for you. having us. We're excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited <laughs> because I'm a Eurovision fan and we're getting close, aren't we? Yes. So what we refer to as the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Gay Christmas. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Not just for gays, but... For allies as well. As for allies as well. Um, please tell me, um, as lovers of Eurovision, is this year going to be a good year? Majestic. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Majestic. Not a second thought. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. I'm, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be fans of Eurovision because if they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> which is camp joyful fun, then I think that's pretty much yeah. a lot of Eurovision. There's an overlap. There's an overlap. Yeah. A lot Between of the Venn the diagram is just like yes. one circle. <laughs> it is. It, it is. <laughs> the overlap is complete. Exactly. It's an eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> of those things. Well, um, I think that Eurovision has always been part of my life from a very early age, from me watching it on TV, and I used to make the flags for each country <laughs> at home during the day, on the Saturday during the daytime, and then when it came to it, I used to sit and record it on my cassette player at home. Now, I've cassette player. A cassette player. Do you know what that is? Let me Google it quickly. Not a record player. That I don't know. I'm not that old. Um, so that proves how big a fan I am. Can you prove how big a fan you guys are? I, th I think, for example, Sam needs no proof. Um, I used to do that with my VHS recorder. Oh. And because back then, let's say early 2000s, there was no, the internet access was not as prevalent. Mm -hmm. So I would record it every year in my VHS and I would watch it at least three times a week. The same no year over and over and over and over and over. I still have them. All the VHS from, I think 2003 to 2010, I have all of that in my mom's house. Okay, so you are a freak. Um, yes. Not yes. Not, so, I am a beast. But yeah. You are a beast. <laughs> this is more than me making yeah. my little flag. It's, in, it's insane because in the podcast we have a small game at the end that he prepares, and we need to me and John, the the, the third host. Oh yes. Yeah, we need to. We poor need to, John's not yeah, here. Yeah, poor John. He's in spirit. He's, he's traveling. <laughs> uh, we need to guess what the songs have in common, and then sometimes we have to prepare a game for him if we win. We guess three times in a row, and every. Every single time that we have to prepare the game for Sam, we are like busting our head what to put that he won't guess. Oh my and he needs, and it's five seconds and he guesses it every single time. <laughs> like the year, the name, the, the, the weird name of some Nordic performer that has a million <laughs> letters yeah. in the name. He knows all of them, the year, what they were wearing, when they were wearing, what was happening, what they were singing. He knows all the lyrics. One time, the scum linnet was in the lyrics and he knew all the lyrics from five randomest songs. Oh, <laughs> M G. Well, I have got the perfect people 
<laughs> for today's show. Hundred yes. percent. Perfect. Um, let's hope I don't say anything incorrect. Where well, you can correct me. He will correct you. No worries. Um, yeah, I, I'll I be will too. flag it. Yeah. yeah. You want do, me to? Or? Yeah. yeah. Do. Do. do we can then say it again. I do have Eurovision friends who are fans, including my husband, DJ Tiramisu, is a big Eurovision yes. fan, but nothing compared to that. <laughs> nothing. That's, I know it's extreme. That's, yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. that's fine. We're all extreme about something yeah. or yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Eurovision's a great thing to be extreme about. Exactly. Um, now, I always start my podcast normally, actually, you're my first non-drag queens. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. That's not that. You're now going to re- reveal your drag names. <laughs> let me let me get my wig. <laughs> you would make a very good drag queen. I know, Ivana. I know. He already has a name for me. It's Ivana Ho. <laughs> Ivana Ho. That's it. Right? It is true. Oh my god. You're doing a show with me. <laughs> um, well, I always ask my drag queen guests. Um, three things to describe their drag. But I'm going to ask you three things or phrases to describe your podcast. Laugh, laugh, please, please. Oh, wow. Do you, hmm. ha- you have it, some notes, right? Uh, I have that. No, not, not notes for that. I, but I would say <laughs> one of them is like passionate. Yeah. Because yes. we do it with, a, with care because we take it, it's light and it's fun yeah. and it's, you know, um, in spirit, it's nothing serious. But we do it with a lot of passion. Like we yeah. care about what we do. Even if it's, you know, three people listening, we put the yeah. same effort into it. Yeah, I can tell that. Yeah. I, when I listened, I was like, wow, this is so <laughs> professional and definitely passionate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be yeah. number one. And I love the the time that we spend with each other, like you know, like as friends mm. in one room or like discussing about it. Like it's quality time, you know. Yes. Some people go you're know, hiking on a mountain or have another activity. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um but we, we do that and, and I think it's it's always a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. There are sometimes, you know, some tensions when we disagree on a song of or course. something. But um but it's always a it's always a lot of fun, the quality time that we're spending together. Yeah. I can I can get that so much from listening to the three of you. And even if there is only three listeners, and sometimes I feel, I wonder who's out there. When I'm talking now, I often talk into the phone because I feel like it's almost live at this moment. It feels like there's somebody there. And having just the thought that it's three people, five people, 10 people, but from different places it's something really special I yeah. think yeah. yeah and I can sense that friendship when you talk and having that quality time uh, so that's amazing what would be your third thing I think I think um, uh, it's our like unique perspective because Sam yeah. is the what we call the um, uh, Eurovision Encyclopedia slash Wikipedia, depending yes. on what age you're uh, from. <laughs> uh, I'm known as the classics connoisseur. I like the old songs, nice. you know, the 60s, the yes. 70s. Very, oh, I, I love yes. those those eras. And John, he's from Japan originally, so uh, he has this unique outside of Europe perspective. Oh, uh, yes. So sometimes we, we often ask him, like, did this reach Asia? Did that reach <laughs> yes. Asia? And then sometimes, yes, this it, this did, this didn't, you know? So That's, it's, it's the benchmark for success. Yeah, did it exactly. reach Japan? Yeah, it reached exactly. And that was a good song. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think these would be some of, you know, the, the three unique perspectives that, that connect 
and I'm very much on, on the you know the Europeanist politics, and yes. I, I I do that. I'm I, I represent that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sam really likes the the songs, and then John comes up with. Why would ever <laughs> Cyprus and Greece share points? <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, whatever that means that will go on forever until exactly. we still don't understand yeah. it. So I, th I think that is something that we we enjoy doing and it's something that makes our podcast in particular a bit more special. I think so. I think it's really special. And where are both of you from? I'm from Croatia. From Croatia, yeah. which is a country that has... Has it ever won Eurovision? Yes, once, uh, but as a part of Yugoslavia in 89. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which, if you, if you ask me about my favorite epic moments of, uh, of uh, Eurovision, if we'll, we'll get to that point, I'll let you know. I'll have many <laughs> Okay. <books. laughs> you can jump in on that. <laughs> I will, I will. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Sam? I'm from Spain. I'm um, from Spain. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Which is another one of the core countries. <laughs> yeah. With the UK, of course. Yes. <laughs> Um, actually, um, what do you think about having this core bunch of countries still? Is it because, is it just because of the money? It's because of the money. It is. Yeah. It's just it, because of the yeah. money. It's business. Because they're not even core, like Yugoslavia was one of the founding members of EBU as well, so. Oh, it was yeah, it's one not, of it's, the... Yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily that they were only the founding fathers of EBU, it's just the money. It's just about yeah. the money. They are not the founding, but the funding. The funding, The yeah. funding <laughs> fathers. <laughs> <laughs> well. The sugar daddies. <laughs> I, I'm so excited by this because, as I say, Eurovision gives so much joy. It does give tension as well. Mm. But I think that's also what makes it so special, these elements. And it also gives a lot of gay. Yeah, um, capital so, G. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my first questions is, um, what are the gayest anthems of all time? If you could sum them all up. Now, of course, you could probably say, 90% yeah. of Eurovision but what would be <laughs> challenging what would be your ultimate gay tunes if they were going to be played in one of my drag shows for example what should Lady Red Velvet play because of its yeah. I, I mean I can tell you my fave uh, which would be Slovenia 2002 yeah. Uh, there were three drag queens. It was a trio of drag queens. Oh. Uh, they were called Sestre, which in Slovenia means sisters. Yes. And they had a song that it's called Samoljubezen, uh, which in, in translates to English as only love. Oh. The lyrics are amazing. They were dressed as flight attendants. Oh, yeah. very campy. I love that performance, especially thinking that in the Balkans, you know, the drag queens is still something that it's uh, more controversial. More controversial, but also not something as um, visible or not no. something that people mainstream. regular. It's not mainstream. It's not talked about often. So, and especially in two thousand two, they were really, really uh, it's like quite daring. Extremely, and they were amazing. And still to this day, that song in Slovenia is extremely popular. It even grew out of the you know the Eurovision circle, so wow. so it's one of the songs. And if you go to Slovenia and start, you know, go to Ljubljana and start I singing have this song, been, I've been to Slovenia. I mean, with my you will parents, have all, you will actually. have all the fans bowing <laughs> yeah. down. You might have danced to I that song. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna YouTube that. Yeah, because do. I love I'm it. I'm sure it will come back as a memory um so that's a really interesting yeah. one i love that choice i love that one okay sam what would you say i could 
you know, keep on with the drag queen theme and yeah. go to Ukraine 2007 yes. with uh, Verka Serduchka, oh, well, <laughs> who is internationally acclaimed yeah. yes. Ukrainian drag queen, probably the only one we know outside of yes. Ukraine, yeah. uh, who was, again, a moment for the yeah. 2000s to have a huge a moment. Huge, yes, and it was a very successful entry yeah. as well. And, and she's going to be in the UK final. Yeah, exactly. I don't know yeah. what, in what way, but... And, yeah, and she, until this day, is still relevant. Yes. So this is something that it's that it's amazing. Yes. There have been other drag queens as well. Yes. Which is the one that we saw Romeo uh Ooh, Norway in the 80s said the, the first drag queen to oh, Eurovision. Yeah. Norway uh, in the 80s. Yeah, but it had yes. the, um, backing vocals or backing dancers were drag queens. Then Denmark had in also 2007. Yeah. No? 2007 yeah. was the drag the queen. Drag queen year. year. Yeah. You guys are I <laughs> knew this was going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. fantastic. I was really hoping that the UK would have sent um, some of the UK uh, drag race girls after they did Bing Bang Bong, Sing Sang Song, <laughs> Ding Dang Dong, UK Han. That for me <laughs> would have smashed it that year. It was yes. so camp, but also. It was really good as yeah. well. You know what? Maybe they didn't send them as acts, but who says they will not be an interval act? Yeah. Like an opening performance. Oh, you know, because the, the host in the green room or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be incredible, wouldn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't, don't think the UK has ever sent a drag queen, has it? Uh, maybe not literally, no. but there was a lot of drag. A lot essence. of drag essence. Yeah. If we go back to 2007, we had Scooch. Scooch. Flying the flag. Flying the flag. All over the world. Oh my goodness. Super camp. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we specialize. I used to watch, so in the UK, in Brighton, they had a live broadcast in the Duke of York Cinema, which is the oldest cinema in the whole of Europe, from 1900-something, mm-hmm. very, very early on. And they had a live broadcast. And Terry Wogan always did, before the show, a live little broadcast to say, hello, Brighton, have a lovely evening this evening, have fun. It used to be Amazing! I loved it. Yeah, it's, um, it's the, the community part of Eurovision is also one of the great oh, aspects. Of so the, good! I yeah. saw that year was the year that Alexander Ryback won for Norway, which was like personally one of the highlights I think ever for me in Eurovision. Oh my goodness! Right, let's have another question. Why do you love Eurovision so much? So you are obviously super fans to do a podcast on it and have these memories. Why does it connect with you so much? I think it's the memories part of it because I link Eurovision to many moments of my, since I was a kid, I have that memory of that being present and recurring every year. So I think it brings a lot of, um, I don't know, comfort as well Mm. because it's, probably was the only constant in my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Eurovision has always been there. Yes. So, um, I don't know, I have a lot of, and I, as I said, the VHS was there playing it regularly. So I spent a lot of time with Eurovision. Yes. Like it fills a lot of my moments during my yes. childhood. It is that recurring thing. It is like Christmas. It's yeah, like exactly. a holiday. Yeah. It is yeah. something that uh, it comes back every year and people know about it. Yeah, yeah. It? Mm. I think that there was a, a sense of that that sometimes now is a bit lost because with the social media and all of that, mm. there's a lot of more, you know, um, 
drama around everything. Um, so I think that the the previous feeling of that being, mm-hmm. you know, it was happening once a year. If you snooze, you lose it. Like you yeah, cannot yeah. watch it again. So yeah, True. it was a bit of, of of that special memories that yeah. you had with Eurovision. Yeah, I don't know. I like it because it has so many layers. Yeah, and uh, it's not only um, song wise because. There are there are years where you can say oh, oh these songs are shit I'm never going to listen to this <laughs> yeah. again this is yeah. and also there are so many songs so so also there are some songs that you don't like and they they don't you know tickle your bones and then you have some songs that you love and they are right well, a, a lot going along the line of what you normally r- listen to and you add it to your playlist yes. but also the Eurovision has this layer of of being a construct of a political decision being uh, a part of the news like having countries lobbying for their song so it's it's not only the the that is just a regular uh, singing competition no. because for that we have x factors we have the voices mm. we have so many other uh, places where we, we can find this like meaningless senseless very easygoing joy and fun and i'm sure we're going to have some fun listening and watching x factor but eurovision as the slayer of you know countries cultures politics yes. lobbying uh, a representation of all sorts of things like in the la- uh, in the last like 20ish years it became of course a big moment in LGBT uh, representation but it always has it's just adding layers on top of layers which makes it more relevant which makes it more interesting and also there are 200 million people watching it every year which is incredible incredible, but nobody leaves anything to chance if you have this many millions invested and this many millions of people watching so let's not just think oh this is some glitter and show there is no 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 accidents there no no, it's always it's a big thing it's a massive it? thing and actually it's always reported uh, the following day on the BBC News as one of its top headlines which um, you don't get that from yeah. other no but you have prime shows. ministers commenting on it yes. I remember uh, the, the year that it was uh, Albina in 20 when it was 19 Albina Pictor, 21, sorry. Um, She was a Croatian representative who didn't make it to the final, but the press were like building her up, oh, she will make it to the final, she'll make it, she didn't. And the next day, Croatian prime minister commented on that. I remember when Mahmoud with with Soldi won Mm. uh, San Remo, and then he went went to to, uh, Tel Aviv to represent Italy. Matteo Salvini, in that that moment, who who we know that he's a very right-wing politician, commented, how was... uh, 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 like in commas uh, a non-Italian represent Italy so you know you have very big political figures like getting in on the conversation which means it is relevant it is relevant it's so relevant and I think it does start conversations it does um, it does bring up topics and themes and I know it's not supposed to be political but it is political in so many ways but also it's like it's a nice you know to just keep it on the on the light side because i know i sometimes can get a little bit too intense (laughs) um it's also sometimes when you're traveling and then you for example go to uh greece let's say you spend the summer and then sakis starts playing or helena paparizu and you know the lyrics and you dance along and you're just like the star of the party immediately and you have so much fun so there is also this connection like how else would you know someone who's you know maybe some people like greek music oh, i personally don't yes. know many of the yeah. of the greek performers other yeah. out, outside of eurovision it is true it yeah. is true it is a way of 
discovering different cultures and through music, like food, is so integral to um, people developing passions and interests and wanting to find out yeah. more. Yeah. So that is very interesting. Um, somebody that I remember that made me open my eyes and was also political, but in a very sensitive way, I think was Conchita Verst. Um, so for me, is probably in my top songs of all time <laughs> and performances, the way she just stood there mm -hmm. in that beam of light. And actually, I'm being influenced by that. I'm, I've got a Ravalada um, coming up at Razzmatazz where I will be doing, hopefully, um, the song Never Enough from mm. The Greatest Showman. Lovely. And I kind of want to get that idea of that beam of light and being quite still, mm -hmm. which I'm not normally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, normally I'm normally dashing around <laughs> the photographers. Whenever Chocochor, I go to Chocochor, so they try and take photos of me. My face is always blurred or sweaty or <laughs> it's the on sport the mode. floor. Yeah. <laughs> like a wildlife photographer they <laughs> but um, I remember her being so still and just this perfection did you before she won did you think that would win and what did you think yeah. of the song I think that year she was the moment but I think yeah. she was the moment when we saw her perform because before leading up to the contest she was a bit under the radar yeah was she was of, under the radar a lot of the I comments think. about uh, oh, this is like a James Bond song. Oh, a, a, a woman with a beard. Like yes. that was the topic around exactly, everything. Exactly, but that was the you know, woman with a beard was the topic that made her stand out and have the conversation going before the actual. But it was yeah. never up there in terms of no, like, the I don't remember it. Remembering it yeah. being but the then, favorite. Yeah, I, I was actually living in the UK that year, and I was alone watching Eurovision. And when I watched the semi-final when she first performed like something shifted yes. yeah and then i saw how i felt in that moment and i saw the reaction from the audience and i was like wait wait yeah. a minute maybe she like she's the underdog that has been keeping under the radar yes. this whole time but, but this yeah. is was you know sealing her fate she's going to win the whole thing yeah, yeah. and she did but I think we didn't notice until we saw, no. as you say, that performance. That performance. Steph her, like, little uh, stands, yes. not moving at all whatsoever. Yeah. It was so effective. And I think that is vital to a performance, the word performance. Sometimes the song can be amazing and then they fuck it up yeah. with yeah. something that doesn't suit it. Mm -hmm. Or it'll be the other way where it's got so much potential and then they won't have put the thought into it to mm. make it. Yeah, there are a lot of elements that go into uh, into the Eurovision performance. Yeah. Of course, there are there are many years where you know the winner in advance because yes. of the you know the lobbying, the the hype that it's created around it, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. But there there could be some performances that make people change their mind on the spot because it's something that we we mention a lot of times because people who are following Eurovision up to uh, May from when the songs are starting so they're like hardcore Eurovision fans real hard but then in the on the evening of yeah they are because they're not 20 like minutes my mum exactly my mum exactly like who my will mom, watch every year same she loves yeah. it and my mum will, will vote even for her favourites and, yeah. and all that but she will only ever see the songs on the night off yeah mm -hmm. 
and, and not, that one time exactly because yeah. let's not you know as, as much as I would love that to be true there are no 200 million Euro hardcore Eurovision fans yeah <laughs> it's true there are there are a minority so you know the, the performers need to also keep in mind for the you know to, to mesmerize the people who are watching them for the first time yes. on the night of yeah and not they don't have to impress me because no. I already read everything that you know I already know all yes. of their birth dates and <laughs> social you know, security social security like I you know I've, I've, I've stalked them on every single social media they don't need to tell me anything anymore they just need to not to fuck it up yes. but for my mom they need to make an impression that's it and probably that's the winning vote in that because they're the majority aren't they yeah. no matter how much we think especially yeah. because we're in a bubble we're in a bubble yeah, yeah too close to the, the subject yeah. yes I agree we miss the yeah. bigger picture of people that are gonna make this the winner yeah. we'll yes. see that one night are probably they don't even know there's a semi-final they just watch the final oh yeah no my mum wouldn't watch the semi-final but <laughs> yeah. she loves she loves yeah. it and will yeah. not miss it yeah and every year will respond uh, my dad if he makes it through the <laughs> <laughs> voting he will be there as well but my mum will try her best it's, she'll stay up longer on Eurovision night than on New Year's Eve <laughs> amazing that's it that's, it. Yeah. that's where I get it <laughs> cheers to your mum yeah cheers to mum <laughs> she loves it she's a big Eurovision fan now um, in terms of songs and this is how many years has it been going on now Many. This is 68th? Yeah. 68th. Okay, 68 years. Um, I wouldn't even know how many songs. <laughs> We're talking hundreds. No, thousands. 2000s. Over yeah. the 2000 mark. Over 2000 yeah. mark. Yeah. Okay. What are your favourite songs <laughs> of all time? I'm not going to say your favourite. You're Just give me a little smattering, a sample of a couple of them. Yeah. Go ahead. And let's see if they're the classics or something unusual. I mean, I th I think my fav my top one is a random song that finished bottom of the list oh. in 2015 from Albania. Oh, <laughs> Elida Dani. That's my favorite song, but that gives me the, all the life that I need. Wow. When I need to, it's like a very powerful ballad built yeah. up, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. But that's very under the radar. Not a lot of people know no. it outside the bubble. No, but, if but I that's have to good. Go to, I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very good. If I have to go for one of the classics, I have to go for Celine Dion. Oh yeah, because that's also one of the the, the entry to a conversation with people. When oh, do you know Celine Dion came yeah. from Eurovision? Yes. Uh, but her winner song, winning song from '88, uh, from... it's yeah. "Ne partez pas sans moi." It's a beautiful yeah. song. Well, I yeah. love Celine Dion. I was actually today in school in my classroom at lunchtime. I have some kids that come and do some extra art. They they want to do their own things. And I put on some Celine Dion today. That song didn't come up yeah. yet, but I, I'll play it later this week <laughs> yeah, because it it's amazing. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll have a couple of each. So, yeah. Ivana? Yeah, I, I like, I have a special place in my heart for Italian entries just because mm. my part of Croatia, where I'm from, is next door to Italy. Ah, so there's a lot of cultural okay. influence. And we, yeah. you know, all the songs from Italy um, were massive hits in, in Istria every single year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So one of my faves um, is Gente di Mare, uh, Raffi Umberto Tozzi. Uh, that was in 87, the year that um, uh, Johnny Logan won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they were third or something. They were pretty high up. So I really like this. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, confirmed. <laughs> that. Yeah. 
through the Europedia. Yes. <laughs> fact checkers here. Fact checker. um, yeah, and uh, but if I have to choose a favorite or a most epic moment of Eurovision, uh, for me personally, not necessarily with a song that I love or listen to, I mean, I know it from top to bottom, <laughs> it would, that would also be an Italian entry. And that would be Toto Cotugno, Insieme. Uh, that was a winning song in 1990. Ooh. And the reason why I find this moment, moment extremely epic in the Eurovision world, painting the picture of how Eurovision is political, it was because that song was performed in Zagreb, in Croatia, because the year before that, in 89, Yugoslavia won with the song Rock Me Baby, performed by Riva. And then, of course, Croatia organized it the next year. Yes. We are talking about 1990 which few months before Toto Cotugno sung that song the Berlin Wall fell yeah. few months after that there will be the biggest war since the second world yeah. war in, in, in the Balkans they yeah. will just like start exploding and killing each other and then there was this Italian guy in a white suit singing Insieme Unite Unite oh Europe oh my goodness this is the most majestic moment in the Eurovision history depicting <laughs> how he was he was not aware of this moment so um, this guy though. yeah he had no idea and but this was a, a, a moment where where you see how it like and how entangled Eurovision is with the current political situation yes. and how you can read history of the continent through Eurovision. We actually have a very interesting episode, you know, a little bit of promotion. Yeah. Uh, coming of up. Course. We did an interview with Professor Dan Vuletic. He's a he's a Australian uh, professor. He actually teaches some classes in several of the biggest um, universities in the world on Eurovision and wow. on history of Europe. Wow. Uh, um, via, like with the Eurovision lens. And we were talking about Intervision, which Intervision for a few years were or organized for the countries from the Eastern, from the so-called Eastern Bloc at the time, mm. in the 60s and 70s. So he gave us a, a very interesting overview on how, you know, history and how the chess pieces were moving at the time. So there's a lot of things that you can learn just by watching Eurovision, which today we just say, oh, it's just glitter and show. That's and it. Know. That is fascinating. Yeah. It's a, it is it's, it, it, it is very interesting when you add this, what I, you know, what I keep saying and repeating myself, yes. the layer of <laughs> having the cultural importance. Well, it's yeah. also like the way you can look at drag race and you can look at drag in this way as well that you can look at it from a pure entertainment glitter yeah. fun Aesthetics, point of view aesthetic pure, yeah. but then at the end of every episode of RuPaul they have a small advert to tell register to vote get out yeah. there and vote yeah. and they have stories from uh, people about their families and about um, trans the trans community all these bits mm. that feed into yeah. it so Eurovision's very similar, similar that. in that way actually that, in some that ways. aspect of, of RuPaul's Drag Race is the the part that I personally find the most interesting yes it I, is I, 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 I agree yeah. these days I'm, yeah. I find that more interesting yeah. because I think it encourages people to think while yes. offering them a little bit of entertainment yes. so I'm not just saying like it, it's only one or the other no, no. it's both and that yeah. is what makes it so it, it's important it's making the plain sound when you're feeding a child like you entertain them with that distract yeah. them and then you give them the actual yeah. food yes. for Karen, thought you know? yes. <laughs> yes. It is, yeah. it is that combined, I think. Yeah. And especially when you've got something going on for so many years, whether it's Drag Race or Eurovision, you need those elements because if it's just light yeah. and fluffy, then mm -hmm. it's game over, really, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, my favourite Eurovision song, 
Um, I've got lots of them. I would probably say Fairy Tale. Uh, it is such an amazing song, and and just again the sound of the violin, the way it was staged and things. I thought it was a, a really, a really powerful year for me. So that's one of the ones. And watching it in Brighton with all these other people <laughs> dressed up, I was head to toe in silver. So again, Ooh. linking to that memory. Of memories and being with friends and things, you connect things, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was what's been your favourite ever UK entry? Oh. We've had some good. We've come number two more than anyone else, haven't yes. we? Yes. Sixteen times. Sixteen yeah. times. Oh yeah. dear, big number two. Yeah, yeah you're gonna um, have one. I'm so excited because yeah. we've got another. We've got um, Sonia. Who was number yeah. two? Better the devil, you know. No, She's going to be in the yeah. final because, of course, it's in Liverpool. I'm yeah. very excited yeah. about that. Love Sonia. Um, so, what's your favourite UK one? I mean, I love Puppet on a String. Oh, it's a great <laughs> song. I'm a classic gonna say. Yeah. yeah, she won't want say anything past the 80s. Yeah, Puppet yeah, <laughs> on a String. Yeah, yes, yeah, a lovely song. I, I love that one. I like it. Yeah, good choice. I think it's fun. I could say, and just because it's a song that I vibe along, like it's very nice to listen to, Imani, Where yeah. Are You? She came number two yes. after um, Dana. Dana, Dana yeah. International. That is such a bop. I love that, how it sounds, the way she sings. She's a great performer. And that's one of my favorite years of all yes. time. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a great one. It's a great year. Um, and it was so good that year. And also very iconic again in terms of the politics and looking exactly. at mm. a, a, a trans woman winning as well and representing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah. And in, in 98, nobody made such a big fuzz about it was more of a like anecdotal. Yeah. But I think today would like that would be like headlining everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. In the wrong yes, way, the wrongest of ways. Very true. Yeah. Very true. But we are also living in different times where exactly. everything, yeah. everyone is like, uh, there is no filter on opinions. Yeah. You know? Everybody has this Every, platform. E- yes. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion, which is fine. But then everybody also has the platform to say whatever comes on yeah. their mind yes. without having a filter first. That is so true. So I think today probably there will be there would be. Cost Comments that would have to be filtered by someone. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah that is yeah. true. It is true. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> oh my goodness, we could talk for hours. Oh well, my this is God. this is why you have a podcast yes. on it. We've been themes we, we every do, week. We do, we do talk about yeah. <laughs> about Eurovision for hours every week on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, now. Who should we look out for this year? Should we say it together? <laughs> Three, two, one, Lorraine. Well, yeah, well, Lorraine is Sweden, yeah. country and artist. Yeah, yeah. She my comes friend with her reputation. My so. friend um, Guy, he his favorite is Sweden. He goes to watch it every single year, mm-hmm. no matter where it is in the world. Oh. He will be there, and he'll often see the two semi-finals as well. Nice. Um, Guy, you're listening, he's Australian, because uh-huh. he's a massive, so when Australia <laughs> took part, <laughs> wow. I got engaged, he's even more engagement. Um, yes, I like Sweden. You really think she's going to do it again? I would love to. Yeah. I, w- I would love that she will take the, the, the new title of the only woman that has ever yeah. won Eurovision twice. twice. Oh, yeah. would she be the only woman yeah. to win it twice? Because yes. Johnny Logan, exactly. is he the only man yeah. to yeah. win So far, the only 
human yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I keep saying this uh, that I'm ready for Lorene to become the Joni Logan of our times. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I Love think that, that should be the title of every yes. you know newspaper when she mm. wins. <laughs> on, the, on the 14th on the, of May. Exactly. Lorene, the Joni Logan okay. of our times. I would be up for that. Yeah. I'd yeah. Be up for that. I'll give that for free. Like internet, <laughs> if you're listening. Yes. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> and um. Let's see, we, we live in Spain, of course, so how do you think Blanca Paloma will do? I think I like it. I like what she does. I think she's a great performer. She has a very nice song for people that are not used to this kind of music. Yes. It will be a good pathway to expose this kind of music to them. Yes. But I think that people are overestimating how well she'll do. And yes. maybe I'll be wrong. But people are very passionate in Spain about Eurovision. Very passionate. Yeah. So I think sometimes they get blinded by, yes. let's call it delusion. <laughs> uh, but I like it. I think she's, I a, like she's a great it. performer. And yeah. she, it, this is something that will cater to what people yeah. outside of Spain would expect from Spain to yeah, bring yeah. to, to it's, Eurovision. Yeah, it's, it's driving the stereotypes. It's pandering. Yeah, yeah. I think the staging of it could be really good because I liked it when it's on the Benidorm Fest. Yeah. I love the staging of it. Yeah. I thought it was very creative. Yeah. But as a song, I could not sing to you now, even I, after listening to it yeah. quite a few times. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's not yeah. very catchy. It's not no. very catchy. Yeah. Even though she tries to introduced it every yeah, time yeah, she sees like, everybody she does the AIA yeah, 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 yeah. oh, so yeah. every person she talks yeah. to oh yeah. it, beca it became a meme right? yeah yeah it became oh, a little bit intense did it yeah. I'd probably end up singing a so another Eurovision yeah. song <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't for me it's difficult to foresee because I also me personally I'm not a big fan of the of this type of music uh, genre like the yeah. flamenco vibe is not really what attracts me necessarily yeah. I did think that on Benidorm she had the best performance of, of everyone there it was well thought it was yes. well staged well produced yeah. she had I think well she, sung well which sung, was which, odds for that yeah. evening yeah. Um, and I think she is very charismatic and mesmerizing but this year is extremely strong year. I think it's very strong. Yeah, there are a lot of um, performers who have uh, charisma and have some sort of uniqueness yes. that they're bringing to the table. That yes. in the last year, I think you know more pop song prevailed, yes. and now we're coming back with more edgy, uh, yes. edgy type of yeah, character, character edgy styles, character expressions, which I love, and I'm you know here for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, in 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 this uh, context which we a lot of time we mention on the podcast uh, Eurovision Song Context yes um, I like that <laughs> um, I don't know it's, it's very I think she's going to be very high with the jury votes yes I think with but, the jury yeah. with the public but the public mm, you know public has a lot know. to choose yeah. from from, yeah. The, from the very who, you know more character who else should we look out for then who else is I, in uh, our yeah. tops I'm very biased this year. Mm, uh, don't say. Yeah, I'm very biased. I'm so sorry, but like for the first time in I don't know how many years, I don't re I don't even remember. <laughs> but for the first time, Croatia has a represent representatives that I love. I'm a big fan of this band. I went to many of their concerts. Oh, they are like a punk rock band. Yes. They're very hardcore. They're very. I I also I'm I'm I'm, I'm a theater geek myself. So they uh, they did a lot of plays and did a lot of theater in, in Croatia. They're very well known for their very experimental, surrealist expression. Uh, they're very well known for being naked on stage all the time. Oh, uh, there which, was a bit of a controversy whether will they, won't they? Yeah, oh, I was literally went, they? 
Really? Yeah, the pre-selection in Croatia is called Dora. Uh, so I was really, really scared that they're going to get themselves disqualified by being naked oh, on stage. Oh, you're like, put something on. Yeah, no, they, yeah. They, they, what they were wearing was like some, some sort of like negligee. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a see-through with some, with some, you know, sequin type of thing. And then they had a rose sticking out of their assholes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sight to be seen. It's, oh my yeah. goodness. But I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah. What are their names? Uh, it's, the band is called Let Three and the the song is called Mama's Ch. It's a very political entry. It's like very, very packed yeah. with a lot of messages, okay. which, you know, I find very obvious, but people needed explanation after yes. after they were they won. Um, so I am a, I'm a massive fan of, of their art and of their music. So I'm really rooting for them this year. I'm always I'm very gonna, happy. It is exciting when you're kind Country has a chance. Yeah, yeah. Croatia never has a chance. That... We are very bad at this game. <laughs> we're saying the 90s were oh. it, and then we, we like in the 90s there were women representatives. Yes. Everything was going well. Yes. Then in the 2000 men took over. Everything went downhill. Oh, it's all their fault. And it was yeah. it was it was horrendous. And then we didn't even participate for a few oh, years. It was no, a disaster. That's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was horrible. We're very bad at the Eurovision Eurovision game. So this year, I'm like. <laughs> Please, please. Oh my god, I love them. It's like I love them to the UK for 20 years. <laughs> I was feeling so depressed. Yeah. Um, and then last year with Sam was amazing. Oh, Thank I you. Loved, it was. Yeah. It was a great song. He had so much character. Um, so adorable, like a so massive teddy bear. Like you just you want to see, and see really him, you want to give him a talented. Hug. Yeah, Incredible. we had it spot on. I have to say, yeah. and it was so exciting. I've not yeah. been that excited for he, so long. He, he recognized the potential like in a second. Oh, like did the you? Song, yes. the song was, I did. Yeah, I the did, song actually. was released. And he came. Yeah. I love it. I did. I love it. It took, for me personally, it took me a while uh, to, to just grow on me. But like, when I say a while, like a week. Yeah, <laughs> a week. Then you were like, yeah, and it's I was got like, a yeah. chance. Mm-hmm. And it I, was when I saw him singing live. And then, again, the song I know, because after so many years of being like, oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> not yeah. even like feeling we stand a chance. Uh, Ingelbert Humble doing, and then oh, some of these other people are like, yeah. oh. <laughs> it's like the but, name randomizer. <laughs> yeah. Last year was like, and also I have to say, this year I'm very excited. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure it's a winner, but I do think it's in a it's possible a, top five. Yeah, it's a great song. I love it's the song. It's a great song, isn't it? Judging with the, by the performances on the pre parties, yeah, there were some issues with you know uh, being on pitch, yeah, uh, <laughs> which is you know basic requirement I would say. But I have high hopes. I love yes. the song. The yeah, song's it's great. It's yeah. really cat, really catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Even after one yeah. listen, yeah. Da, 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 da. That just yeah. stays just there. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the kind of movement she's yeah. got, like you say, my husband said I was I wasn't I was in a Eurovision UK moment, and he said, "Oh, well, she could improve." I said, like, "No, she couldn't. It's, <laughs> it's amazing." It's <laughs> but actually, listening back, yes. But I think she's got what it takes. Yeah, I, I think she she also said personality. Yeah, a lot of personality. She's so sassy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on home turf. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, a lot of. And closing things. the show, so that will be a great. Oh, party. she is. She's oh. closing the she show. Twenty six. It uh, is true. So that will be wow. That will yeah. be huge. Well, we're almost at an end. It's been amazing. Um, I just think I'm very proud that the UK is representing with the Ukraine. I think that is going to be something really special. Yeah. 
What are your yeah. thoughts on that? I mean, I, I love that um, because, I mean, Ukraine needs some support now and some help. Uh, so it's great that the UK stepped up. And I have no doubt because, like, BBC is an institution. Yeah. And, uh, like, every journalist out there looks up to BBC and their production. So I have no doubts that the BBC will step up and that this will be an amazing, amazing, incredible show this year. Yeah. I'm very happy that it's, yeah, it's I happening agree. in the UK. Yeah. And the way they're doing it as well, because they're having a lot of the most iconic representatives yeah. from Ukraine yes. being brought to perform, yeah. because that's yeah. what they need. They need to be, yeah. you know, yeah. shown. They need to be, I think it, I know. think it's going to give goosebumps. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really memorable, epic, yeah. epic year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm also very excited because sometimes, the, especially like, for example, what Italy did, like there was a lot of, like Mika was performing, Laura Pausini, and then they were performing their songs. I'm allergic to that because, you know, it's a themed party. Yes. Give me Eurovision song. Yes. I can listen to Laura Pausini any day of the week. Yes. It's Eurovision week. I'm there to listen to Eurovision song. Like do a medley of best off of Eurovision. Yes. So I love when all these like acts started to appear and being like presented to the public who yes. will perform. I was like, they're all legends of Eurovision. Yes. I don't need to see Adele. No. At Eurovision. No, it's not. We could see Adele doing versions of exactly. Eurovision songs. Yes. She could do Rise Like a Phoenix <laughs> yeah, amazingly. for yeah. example. But you are right. But I totally it's a, agree. It's a themed party. Yeah. It's Give not us an Eurovision. advert for your greatest exactly. hits. Exactly. album it's a Eurovision exactly well um that has been amazing I've enjoyed this so much last of all this is a non-Eurovision related <laughs> question this is a lady red velvet <laughs> uh let them eat cake question what is your favorite cake what will you tuck into while watching oh. Eurovision if you have to have a piece of cake yeah Well, since I'm a classics connoisseur. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I mean, it's my brand. Yeah, it is. What do you Go want? ahead. Let me have my moment. This um, is not a video podcast, but she's a black and white. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I would go with a tiramisu. Oh, wow. That is a good classic, yeah. though. That is. And my husband would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, I might not call it a cake, but a dessert. I will allow you that. Okay. Can, and I, actually, can I then say a pie? Yeah, go on. A lemon pie. Oh, a lemon pie. 100%. Like a um, lemon meringue pie? Yes, that Oh, one. my God. Amazing. Yeah, I'll call it. Uh, yeah. It, it's not just cakes. It? <laughs> it's not just cakes. Sugar. I love it. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> Let them eat well, dessert. Well, yeah. we've got a, a wonderful celebration coming up. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank Make you. sure you listen to... Um, laugh, laugh, please, please. What's the name of your Instagram, by the way? You can find us at the Laugh Please Podcast. Laugh Please Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it would have been too long. Yeah. We had to shorten um, it. And uh, the podcast is available on all pl uh, podcasting platforms. Um, so, yeah, you can find us anywhere. Where there is a will, there is a way. You can Indeed. listen to us. There are no excuses. <laughs> well, let's hope that your countries are well represented. <laughs> um, and if Croatia and Spain and the UK don't end up being in the the proper side of the leaderboard <laughs> what do we say to all the critics Callate puta. exactly <laughs> thank you so much lovely having you here today thank, thank you, you.